Hey, everybody, John Ferguson here over at Legendary Closer Radio. So happy to be on the podcast with you today. I have been going through a couple of challenges with myself and with some of my closers, some of my salespeople, and we're falling into a trap. And the trap has to do with really good leads, people who have opted in and they have raised their hand and they're super stoked and we're skipping steps and we're not closing sales when we should be. Today, I want to talk about how to overcome that and the challenges that it is when you get a good lead. Here's the real question. How do real closers like us, direct sales, telemarketers, and independents, who refuse to cheat, overpromise, or embellish, who don't rely on discounts and guarantees, but want to close more sales with less effort, how do we build massive incomes, yet at the same time, live life to the fullest? That is the mystery, and in this podcast, we'll uncover the secrets for today's market. My name is John Albert Ferguson, and welcome to Legendary Closer Radio. Hey, what is up, everybody? Right back at you. So glad that we are together today on the podcast. And you got it. Back in the day, I was adamant on keeping to my steps and just really rigid on all of the different principles that I had learned in sales from so many magnetic rock star gurus. The history of our business goes way back. And I just, I pride myself on being in sales and being somebody who's exceptional at what they're doing and making sure that I do it right. Not just for myself, but for my client and for the prospect or the lead who is buying the product or services that we are giving to them. And so today, what I want to talk about is making sure that we are on board with the steps. And I know that the steps are the steps. And, you know, I'm not talking about a script. I'm not talking about reading your scripts or doing alliance, but you know, I've had some conversations with several of my closers and conversations that have been coming up have brought back to mind some of the things that I went through when I was first in my sales business. And being able to work with so many fresh, young faces and, you know, what I'm talking about are people young in the business from three years, five years, 10 years even, who are high ticket closers, who are salespeople, who are in network marketing businesses, who may have some great skill sets, but they're falling into the trap. And I call it the honey hole. And if you get stuck, you come out sticky and feeling worse. Okay. So let's talk about what I mean there, because that is a little weird. And I know that I, uh, I typically don't go off on tangents. Probably the worst thing you'll ever hear me say on the podcast. Well, hold on. Maybe not, but we'll just shelf that one for now. <laughs> anyway, so backstory. When I got really good at sales and I started to hear how prospects were talking on the phone, and some of you guys are listening to this, you could probably tell when somebody is super eager and genuine about really liking your business and wanting to participate with you. And nothing is going to hold them back from getting to see all your products and services and wanting to participate at the highest level. And, you know, there's a nickname for that person. A lot of us call that person a laydown. And so I remember being on the phones and I'd get really excited to talk to somebody who was actually excited to talk to me. And I wasn't having to kind of convince them why we're on the phone. And when I introduced them, when I blasted them on exactly what we were going to be talking about and what the opportunity was, that they were even more enthusiastic. And so for me, I could feel the energy. And that person was like, wow. In the back of my mind, I started to think, man, this person's great. 
wow, these guys are awesome. I got to get them right over to my closer. Or if I was closing, I'm like, wow, I can't wait to get on the phone with these guys and then enroll them. This is going to be a lay down. I'm going to make my paycheck right here. Everything is awesome, right? And I remember this one time, I was on the phone with this person, complete, from what I thought, lay down. And I was super excited to be on the phone with them because I knew, like, look, this person had purchased a giant package with the company already, and I was going to enroll them in some additional services that were going to help make sure that the products and services they already created, they were going to get the right support at the same time. And so I'm like, dude, this is going to be great. They're super stoked. They're excited. We're, we're going down the offer. And at the end of the day, I don't know how it was. They thanked me. They were super excited. They're, they really wished they could do it. And at the end of the day, they they didn't move forward. And I didn't close all the boxes. And I really felt kind of messed up about it. I was like, dude, like, great conversation. Answered all the correct questions. They made the right commitments. They're already in the program. Super excited. They have the resources. I mean, I checked, I looked at my little list of, of stuff. I was like, dude, they got it. They got it. They got it. They got it. What did I miss? And at the end of the day, I was getting great clients like this. And I wasn't closing them. And not only was it a concern for me, but it was a concern for the other people that I was working with at the time. And I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you have people around you that are like, dude, that was a lay down. Like we heard the call. We listened to it. Why didn't you close that person? Why didn't they get enrolled? Like they need these services and you failed them. Like you absolutely failed them by not closing them. And I would just like kind of shrink up in a ball because I just, I thought that, I was doing them a service and thought they should have purchased and they didn't. I didn't know what I was doing wrong. And all I really wanted to do was help these people get into their services that we were offering quickly and without a lot of friction. And by being such a raving fan, I thought of the business, I'd be able to get these laydowns in and help them purchase the services that they needed. And realize this when I say lay down, all I'm really saying is that this person is really looking for support. They need help and they're coming to us so that we can help them. We can serve them and we can help them grow and see results. So it's not a bad thing to say that I'm a freaking lay down. I lay down for all of the services and all the support and all the coaching that I need. And I spent a lot of money on coaching and training and services that maybe some other people might think I need, but I am a complete lay down. And I found that in most salespeople, we are lay downs. <laughs> okay. If we want to level up and you want to do better, you better be coaching and you better have people around you supporting you and you better be investing in the next training and listening to podcasts like this. But that is, that's not a bad thing to say. So when I knew I wanted to make those choices, what I think I was running up against and what was really holding me back was I had somebody so good on the phone that I felt that the steps that I took with the average person, the average person that wanted our services, I kind of felt those steps were getting in the way. Maybe those steps were a challenge. The different questions and commitments of things that I would typically use, I felt were holding me back from making the sale. And so I figured, well, let's not use this one or let's not introduce this to them. Or maybe if they're so good and they sound so great, maybe I don't need to cover this so I can go quicker and go faster. And if I go a little bit faster and I pull this out of my script and don't use it for these people because they're just so good, then things are going to go great. And I felt that I could do that, that, you know, something inside of me, I'd be able to overcome, you know, just that, that lack of result 
just based on the conversation we're having. And, you know, inside I felt, you know what, this is good. Like I'm doing a really good service for these people. And what was happening is I was skipping these steps and it was absolute nightmare, you know, and I, when I would skip the steps and it was kind of like falling down, the only way I could explain it is in basketball. I had this coach and I think it was like 11, 12 years old. It was like sixth or seventh grade, but this coach taught fundamentals like a beast. And it's one of the reasons why I was able to do so well in basketball in later years, because I took this work ethic, but this reminded me of what was happening because what he said was when we were running stairs, we would run the bleachers. And if he caught anybody skipping a step on the way down, we had to run laps, the whole team, skip a step, run laps. When we would run up the stairs, we could not miss a step. If we missed a step, you're running laps. When we double stepped, meaning you did skip one step and go up, if you tried to go three or four, or if you did single steps, you were doing the drill wrong and we had to run. And even if you wanted to go faster and just get it done and go down quicker, as soon as coach saw that, we were screwed. And everyone was you know, yelling and screaming at the one player that was making the rest of us run a lap around the gym and then have to start over on the gym steps. And quite frankly, I think sometimes some of the players did it on purpose just to get the rest of us to run more. I mean, anyways, <laughs> I was so thin. I grew like two and a half inches that year. And my parents thought I was dying. They thought that maybe I had some type of a disease like mono and I didn't. It was just that we were working our guts out. We were doing two a days every single day, even on game day. And so, but what I did learn that I can equate to this is don't skip steps or you'll fall. And that was one thing that I noticed happened quite often when players were noticed the coach left the room for a while or he left the area and they would skip a step or two. And the interesting thing was is on the way down, if they were skipping steps to get down faster, many of them would take a dive and they would fall. And then the good players, they weren't playing in the game the next time. And so what I learned through this whole process and kind of just learning this, and now I'm coaching some of my team members not to skip steps, no matter how good the person sounds on the phone who is ready and hungry and needs your service, don't skip steps. What I learned was is that the steps actually create confidence. They create control. They give confidence to the person that you are selling that you know what you're doing and that you are in control of the cadence of the call, that you get it, that you are there to help them and you have a process and that you have a system. And that gives, you know, even though we want our freedom and our autonomy and we want to, you know, be free of control deep down when someone needs our help or their systems, they need structure. It's kind of like a little kid when kids are going crazy and they're flipping out around the house. Many times you can equate that to lack of structure in the day. So if you're going to create structure with rewards, then you're going to get better compliance also from your clients. And so we engineer some structure. We engineer the steps. We don't skip a step. And then we engineer rewards for that. And I would just say, it's kind of like what I was thinking about, like ask, but verify, you know, I ask the question and I get an answer and I verify. I want to make sure that's the right answer. And I want to make sure that I'm having a conversation with our clients. And no matter how good they were, they would close only if I didn't skip steps. If I skipped steps, gosh, it had to have been at least two out of every 10. I was 
essentially losing. And I knew that I could have had those people on my team or in our business or buying our coaching program, you know, and now me going through and seeing so many salespeople making those same mistakes that can be handled and fixed fairly quickly and easily just by not skipping the steps. Maintain your steps. Now, if they're still not buying, then go through and find out where in your steps or where in your process that you have to refine. But don't skip steps no matter how good you think that they are and no matter how awesome of a lead or prospect or opt-in that is raising their hand saying, look, I've got money in my hands ready to pay you. They will respect you and they will feel more confident in your ability to help them when you can bring this solo process down a little bit, make sure that you don't skip steps and you're going to win at the end of the day. Anyways, guys, I hope this podcast brought you a ton of value. I hope that you have an opportunity to like the podcast, comment below, tell me how it's going. Tell me what you want to learn within this realm of sales and make sure to share it because there are so many salespeople out there looking to level up their life and you and I both know the more information we can gather that is based on proven results, like the 18 years of results that I have continuously gotten from these types of tips that I'm giving to you, and I'm hoping that you are applying these and taking notes every single time. Now, some of you guys are driving. Don't take notes while you're driving. <laughs> Anyways, guys, have a fantastic day. Love you. So if you're just starting out, you're probably studying a lot, and that's a good thing. You're probably digging into all the methods to close, right? That's also good. But the hardest part is figuring out how to close without causing objections. You know, the ones you have to handle before they'll give you their cash, right? That's also what I struggled with for a while. It actually made me quite furious until I learned this simple template. So I created a special training to help you out. It's called Sales Inception Questions, or just Sick Theory for short. This will get you on track with the right questions and more importantly, the right sales conversation to lead you to the prospect's secret buying triggers. Want to have it? It's a very powerful way to let you in on unlocking the secrets to close your prospects with ease. I'm only giving it away for a short time period before I lock it back up into our main training. But you can get access to it at sickfury.com forward slash free. That's S-I-Q. F-U-R-Y dot com forward slash free. We'll see you on the inside. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the podcast if this is adding value to your life.